0: Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's 1.15 PM, Wisconsin time. I hope everybody's doing well and you're enjoying the weather like I am. I've been busy the last couple of days getting my vegetables in the ground and um, mostly vegetables actually, like tomatoes. And oh, let's see, tomatoes, peppers. <clears throat> and then I've got some herbs that I'm gonna be planting as well. Rosemary, thyme, mint sage, not sage, lavender, sorry, and cilantro. Um, So yeah, I've been busy the last last couple of days, so it's nice to have a little bit of time, just kick back and do a podcast finally. So I apologize, I haven't been consistent as I wanted to, but you know, life gets in the way, right? Right. So I hope everybody's doing well, and you're listening to my podcast. Thank you for all you new listeners, and thank you for your original listeners. I really appreciate it. So what's going on with me? Well... Remember when I told you guys I was going to be helping out with the asylum again this year? It's a no-go. Yeah, I know, right? Um, The reason why is because the group, which I've named in the other podcast, I'm not going to mention the name anymore, but the group that puts that on, um, the guy who runs it was asking me if he goes, are you going to want any more? Are there any other dates you're going to do for this year? And I said, not as of right now. So he pulled me. Yeah, pulled me from the group chat, pulled me, I'm done so i didn't realize that's what he meant so i messaged him saying i can't make it on may 21st because it's helping my friend move and then the weekend of the 20th i've got something else going on he goes no he goes it's right over removed from the dates so there you go kids not doing it not doing this album anymore which i guess it's a blessing in disguise because it's a very long night it's volunteering from 6 p.m to about 2 a.m you get a couple of breaks in there between groups but I have to be very honest with you, it's very, very hard on the body. Um, obviously everything's cement, you're sitting on cold cement, you can bring a chair, but it's kind of a pain in a butt to carry a chair around with you, you know what I mean? Um, when we did the history tour, oh, was that in April? I was in so much pain the next day, you guys, it was freaking insane. I took Tylenol, I took Aleve, um, it was insane, a lot of pain, like joint pain. So I'm, i like, again, it's a blessing in disguise. And plus, when I go there, I always feel like I have a cold the next day because of the, like, in the basement, um, sorry, the tunnels. There's not a lot of air movement, but it's stale air, so you come home feeling like crap. So actually this year I was going to say I was actually going to wear a mask, you know, like a, a gator, you know what I'm talking about, right? But I guess I don't want to about that anymore. And then as far as Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, which is my paranormal team... I did put on there that me and her are not doing any residentials at this time. Why? Because we haven't had a case in like freaking four years. I'm like, whatever, c'est la vie. But I still want to go to places. If anything, you guys, I'll probably be doing this shit by myself. Like, you know how I guess sometimes I go to cemeteries, I bring my, um, my ghost box and stuff like that, right? I just don't have to travel too far. Isn't that lame? <laughs> the older you get, the less adventurous you want to go by yourself. You know, when you're younger, you're like, yeah, I can go there by myself and go there by myself. And I don't know. For me, anyways, things change as you get older. It's like, yeah, I don't want to go by myself. What if something were to happen? What if I got flat tire? What if, you know, the what if start kicking in? Plus, it'd be nice to have someone with me to experience it. Um, I have two other friends. I've mentioned Sarah before. She's really cool. Uh, she is, like, freaking busy this year with ghost stuff. And there's my other friend, Nikki. She's busy with ghost stuff, too. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe one of these times we'll be able to hang out and actually do an investigation. So as of right now, I don't have anything other than my usual cemetery walks that I do. So that's about it for that. So you guys can always message me at Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural Facebook. My email is P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com. And I think I mentioned to you guys that I did buy one of my shirts, Ghost Word, which I'm actually going to be changing the design a little bit. So this is where I need your help. All two of you who listen to my podcast. If you guys can come with, come up with a something on the internet or, or where it looks like a ghost, but like a like an outline of a ghost. Cause see, I found a ghost, so I'm gonna take the GW off the shirts and replace it with this ghost. But the, it's got like a white background, so if you put this on a black shirt, you get a square with a ghost in it. You know what I mean? So I don't know how I can avoid that. And then on the back, I'll have the sayings and stuff like that. So. It, all to you who listen to my podcast if you have any ghost ideas like a ghost a silhouette ghost or a drawing of a ghost or because then what i would do is if it's something is good i can save it to my photos and every time i make a t-shirt i pull it from my photos and i could put it on the shirt i don't think it'll have a background to it i'm not sure yet i haven't figured that out so there you go that's your mission the two of you guys the females whatever email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com with a photo of a ghost of some sort that if you want to create one, go for it. Uh, and then um, uh, Facebook, Wisconsin Investigators of Supernatural, you can message me on there too. But I really need your help for this because I I want to change it. I I want to pull the GW off and I can actually go into my account and I can, you know, redesign the sh- shirts. I'll, I can pull them all off. It'll take a hell of a lot of time. But this is what I want to do. So feel free to help me out. So as I come, you know how, like, I've always talked about how I've always wanted to go to Louisiana uh, because, you know, it's so haunted and stuff. But you know what? There's one little state that I always forget. Georgia. I always forget about Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Georgia. I was watching Portals of Hell because, you guys, I do like that show. I know. I know. Smack me in the head. Whatever. (laughs) They were in Georgia, and I totally forget how active that place and the age of the place and that the hauntings and the history is just off the hook. It's it's like Louisiana, and those two, man, back to back are so amazing because they had the world, the wars and, you know, civil wars and not civil, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I failed history. Did I ever mention that to you in high school? I failed that episode. <laughs> episode. Mm-hmm. I right, am so bubbling, rambling. Oh, my God. So I'm home. I'm sitting on my landing on my stairs. Because when I went out earlier, I couldn't find anything really good that I wanted to do a podcast on. So I'm like, screw it. I'll just go home, finish some stuff up here. And then I did some searching. Like, ding, Georgia. Georgia, like Georgia peach. You know, the peaches come from, oh, peaches sound good. Oh, boy, I get sidetracked. So anyways, there's so much I could do. So I just pulled up some things, a place that are haunted in Georgia. So if any of my listeners are from Georgia and you have any stories, please feel free to email me if you want to. There's one person who has emailed me in the past, which I really appreciate it. Um, but here we go. Let's pull these stories up and take a look. All right, so it's called the six most haunted places in Savannah that you can, vis- you can actually visit. You know, I'm sure there's more places than just Savannah in Georgia, but for some reason, I've got a, a, a search block going on in my brain. I can't figure out what keywords I can find for hauntings in Georgia. Not necessarily Savannah. Not necessarily the popular places, but the not so popular places, like the little neighborhoods and the little cities inside of you know what I mean? Outside of Savannah. But I've just got like podcast block instead of writer's block. I don't know. So anyways, for podcasts, Sunday should start looking better for me. It's just a matter of finding the time and location and this. Alright, so as we know that Savannah is widely known for the most haunted city in America, which everybody claims that about their own city, it's insane. So what you do is, uh, anytime you walk into, according to this, it says, anytime you walk into any historic building or cemetery in Savannah, you, you catch sight of a ghostly presence surrounding you. Whether you're a ghost hunter or lover of ghost stories, you need to visit these Savannah spots to experience some of the serious paranormal activity. And what's really interesting, before I did the podcast, um, I've mentioned my friend Michael, he is a, uh, he's a medium, he's a psychic. He actually had something on YouTube recently. Um, oh my God, what was it called? The Something Ranch. I can't believe, I forgot it. But it was on YouTube. So that's Michael. If you guys, on my Wisconsin team Facebook, I shared the YouTube link. So check it out. That's Michael, the, the, um, the psychic. And uh, so yeah, check it out. I think it's a Facebook page. I think it's called Readings by Michael. Tarot reading by Michael, <laughs> something like that. Anyways, we were talking. He's telling me how he he recently had to go and clear a home, and he was telling me how in this house he saw a, an Indian chief, a grandmother, and a man dressed in all black with a hat. And I'm like, well, those are very interesting to, to all be in the same house. He explained to me that the chief, because that's his land, that's why the chief was there. And the grandma, or the older lady, was uh, the lady's mother's grandmother. She just puddles around, you know, wanders around the kitchen, no big deal. He said the one in black, dressed all in black, he was a negative spirit, very negative, And he actually tried to attach himself to him. So then he told me something about frequencies. He goes, his frequency is, uh, Michael's uh, frequency is very high. He has a very high frequency. And I'm like, frequency, I'm saying it's very interesting you talk about frequencies. So this made me think more. He considers himself, like a lot of us, you know, um, mediums and psychics. We have, not we, not, I, <laughs> I'm middle there, guys. I'm not a, not a psychic or medium. Um, I could be an empath, though because I feel things anyways. So anyways, the frequency, the higher the frequency, the more you can tune into positive spirits and, and the good spirits and the ones who have questions or the spirits who need help or the spirits are just happy. They're just, they're happy where they are. They don't, don't want to move on. They want to hang out in the house. They have no desire. And then you've got a lower frequency, which brings in the negative entities. You could reach in more, you can communicate more with negative entities if you have a lower frequency. Which is absolutely freaking fascinating to me that he actually mentioned that. Because he said, he, frequency, also known as vibrate, you vibrate at a higher level. So the higher the vibration, the higher the H- HZ, the hertz, I believe it is. I think it's the higher the hertz, the higher you vibrate. Which means you, you can feel happiness. You can feel uh, positivity, positivity. You can feel love, you know, emotions. So that's when you're tapping into the spirits. Because your frequency level is so high. And if, again, if your frequency goes down low, that's when you start to feel uh, anxiety. You see something out the corner of your eye. You think you saw a shadow figure. That's because your frequency has been lowered down. So you're seeing uh, more of the darker things in regards to the paranormal field, okay? Scientifically, that's a whole frickin' other story. I read this whole story about this guy who realized that frequencies and the vibrations and the, the it's just very fascinating, I don't want to bore you with that because it can be very boring. I'm not an engineer nor would I ever want to be an engineer and I'm not a scientist. But so, anyway, you guys, I think what I was leading up to is that the fact that he talked about his the, the, the frequencies just blew me away. And again, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long, long time. And I think it's called Paranormal Ranch is the one on YouTube. It came out um, a couple of weeks ago now. So check it out. So, I'll try and get more details on that for you in just a second. So, anyways, so the stories I found in Savannah—don't you guys just love that one? You go. I'm off. Alright. So the first one is called Hamilton Turner Inn. I'll have a music play in the background here. It's folklore. Kind of nice. So the Hamilton Turner Inn was made. Famous by Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Is that a movie? New. Um, while I'm doing that, I'm looking up the YouTube thing. So I, I apologize if I pause. I'm trying to multitask. <laughs> um. So, anyways, paranormal activities inside the inn include the sounds of children laughing, billiard balls rolling around on the upper floors, and sightings of strange, of a strange cigar smoking man sitting on the roof. Now there's a whole thing, if I click on like the Hamilton Turner Inn, it'll give me more details on the story, but I just want to kind of stick with this for now. Oh, let's see what else we got here. Sorry, I'm still looking for that other thing. All right, the Marshall House. USA Today named the Marshall House one of the most best haunted hotels in the U.S. since 1851, this hotel has been used as a hospital three times, once for union soldiers and twice for a nineteenth century yellow fever epidemic. That's scary right there. I wonder how they get rid of all the 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 germs and stuff, you know? Um that's always kind of freaked me out. Where does it all go? You know? Sorry guys, I'm still looking for it for you. I should have come prepared, but you know me. Oh, crap. Anyways, so. All right. Guests have reported their fair share of paranormal experiences, such as seeing ghosts in the hallways, hearing non-existent children running down the halls, and faucets turning on by themselves. Faucets turning on by themselves could be... Could be explained. Um, Definitely could be explained. It, it could be like the... Well, I take that back, you guys. <laughs> uh. Here we go. Sorry guys. Okay, it's called uh, taking a pause here. So the the group he's with is called Ghost Club Paranormal, and the video is called Poltergeist Ranch. Okay, so if if all two of you guys are listening to me, it's called Ghost Club Paranormal on YouTube and Poltergeist Ranch. Check it out. He's on that episode. Um, oh, is that? And then there's another one he was on. It was a residential one. I don't remember which one though. I think it was the the haunting. Here we go. Haunting Coringville. Haunting at Coringville House. So again, it's called Ghost Club Paranormal. Check it out. Here we go. Little <laughs> A little bit of advertisement for my friend Michael. Alright. So that was Marshall House. Okay. Where's another one? The ghosts of a woman scorned, a slave cook, and a servant boy are said to be hang, to be hang, hang around, to be hanging around the seventeen hundred. it? Seventeen hundred ninety inn and restaurant, haunting guests and diners alike. While dining at the restaurant, you may hear the cook banging on pots in the kitchen, or see a glimpse of a little servant boy. If you stay at the inn, you might spot Anna. One of the most famous ghost girls in the city who haunts the upstairs guest room waiting for the return of her lost love. Excuse me. And then it tells you how to learn more. Click this video. Next. Ooh. The Pirate's House. This looks freaking cool. Once a saloon and rest stop for seafarers from abroad, the par I almost said Parrot. The Pirate's House still stands today as one of the fans most well-known restaurants. However the pirate's house can't escape its dark past many were brutally shanghaied down in the boarding house basement forced to serve out the sea there are many secrets to be discovered at this world famous site some you're sure to learn about over dinner learn more about the hauntings that was not what i was expecting <laughs> the keyhole family consists of 10 children and the rumor has it that two of them died in the house Although the rumor is completely unsubstantiated, many guests say they encounter ghosts of children during their overnight stays. Also, before becoming a beautiful bed and breakfast, the Kiho house was a funeral home. So, is the Kiho house haunted? Would you dare stay the night? I apologize if you guys hear that. In the background. Yeah, sorry, my windows are open. And I'm in my freaking landing in my staircase. That's how loud those idiots are. Oh, boy. Moon River Brewing Company. This beer house is considered to be many of the most haunted places in Savannah. Many guests have spotted a lady wearing white at the top of the restaurant staircase. Ghosts have also been known to throw bottles. (laughs) Nice. Breeze by patrons by tricking off... What? Breeze by patrons and play tricks on staff members. The guests of the Moon River Brewing Company have nothing to worry about as long as they stay away from the basement and the upstairs, which are the two most active paranormal spots in the joint. All right, let's learn more. Let's see what it says. Stupid cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Hate it when they do that shit. And there's nothing there. <laughs> I'm not authorized to access this page. Well, what the hell? Why did they make it a clickable link? Lame. Oh, God. So annoying. So, so annoying. So. <laughs> what the hell was that? Click this link to learn more. Okay, sorry. You don't have permission. Well, then. Really? I'm going to go back to that pirate place. See if we can get into the pirate. The pirate's house. This one. This one I can review. Okay. Oh. Since 1953, the pirate's house has been welcoming visitors to Savannah with a bounty of delicious food and drink. And a rousing of good time, situated a scant block from the Savannah River, the Pirate's House first opened as an inn for seafarers and fast, and fast became a rendezvous for bloody thirsty pirates and sailors from the seven seas. They serve American food and seafood. Go figure. That's it. There's no stories. Well, what the hell? It looks like a neat little place, though. Located in historic landmark district, 20 East Broad Street, Savannah, Georgia. Neat. I want to go to Savannah, Georgia. God, Savannah, Georgia. So that's that. There's a ton of other stuff like um, what is this? Eleven ghost stories that will scare your socks off. That's not what I'm looking for. Savannah ghost stories. YouTube. I don't want to do YouTube. Eleven of the most haunted places in Savannah. Let's see what this one says. Aren't you guys glad you tuned into my podcast today? Is this not more exciting than spending your Sunday doing laundry and watching TV? to spend it with me. Let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Factors walk. In the late 1700s to early 1800s, Savannah was one of the leading exports of cotton. Men known as cotton factors, I didn't know that, worked along a bustling riverfront. And it's where they set the price for cotton worldwide. The area soon became known as the Factor's Walk, and it's one of the one of the all-time favorite spots to explore in Savannah. They have a picture; it looks freaking cool. Wow! Today, the Factor's Walk still looks very much like it did hundreds of years of hundreds of years ago. You guys, check that out if you live in Savannah. The tunnels once led into the basements of the buildings located near by Bay Street. There's speculation, but no def- definitive you know what I'm saying, proof that the tunnels once were used to transport enslaved men and women from the river to the city's slave auction blocks. Even though the tunnels are bricked over now. Well, of course, I hate it when they do that. You know, why, why, why do they do that? There are a few places with bricks where the bricks have been knocked loose. Awesome. You can even reach your cell phone inside to take a picture if you're brave enough. Um, Check it out, you guys. Check it out for me. Personally, I think the Factors Walk is one of the most spooky places you can visit in the entire city. In my personal opinion, I find the western side of Factors Walk, sp- walk spookier than the eastern side. Now, if you're into weird and unusual shit, you should definitely check out the Grave Face Museum on East Factors Walk. It's an entire room dedicated to showcasing serial killers' memorabilia. Plus, it's loaded with all kinds of other oddities. Huh. What's, what's this? Four thirty-two Abercorn. This home just can't shake its haunting reputation, even though it's just it just underwent extent, extensive multi-million dollar renovation. Since at least March of twenty twenty-one, the owners have been living in the home and cohabitating peaceful with lingering spirits. Forty-four thirty-two Abercorn was originally constructed in eighteen sixty-nine. For the Wilson family, in recent times, the home stood empty for for almost 40 years. That's so sad. 40 years, one of the most sought-after lots in the entire city. The house actually had an owner for all those years. She just didn't live in it. Okay. Paying thousands of dollars per year in property taxes just to let the multi-million dollar house sit empty and unused definitely helped cement its standings as the most haunted home in Savannah. They got pictures of the home. What was it haunted for? I, I don't know. doesn't say. Does it? Oh, maybe right here. Duh. Keep reading, Patty. <laughs> General Benjamin Wilson. The most persistent tale about this house is that the original owner, Benjamin Wilson, left his daughter tied to a chair in the room for days on end in the sweltering savannah heat. Why? He did this to punish her for playing with children that he considered beneath the family standards. Oh, dude. Wow! After she reportedly died, Wilson became so distraught that he's said to have killed himself in his home. Many ghost hunters claim he can still spot the girl's face in the second story window as she peers outside, watching children from nearby Macys School at play without her in play without her. Well, we'll leave it at that. From there, the additional stories about the home took on life of their own. So <clears throat> excuse me, your father. he's a father. Ties his daughter up. Right? In the heat. And she dies. <clears throat> Probably of heat stroke, right? Whatever. <clears throat> then he's so distraught he takes his life. I don't get it, man. I mean, really? God, how can you not tell that your child is suffering in the frickin' sun? Oh my god. Okay, anyways. Rumors about 432 Abercorn. There's a wacky tale of a triple homicide in the home, plus rumors that Anton Levey attempted to purchase a house to use it as, as the East Coast branch of his organization, the Church of Satan. That's why I know his name. There's also a long-time standing rumor that your camera will break if you attempt to photograph the home. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You guys, whoever lives in Savannah, do this for me. You'd be hard-pressed to find a home in Savannah with more haunting stories surrounding it than this one. And then they write a detail thing about it and stuff like that. Hint: much of the above is oh, much of the above is rumor. there's something called Wright Square. Although many Savannah, savannah's savannas' peaceful squares are adorned with beautiful southern live oaks draped in Spanish moss, you'll find the Wright Square isn't one of them. I'd love to see one of those Spanish moss trees, you guys. I just want to touch it. I just want to touch it. It's all about the touch. It's a stunning square no doubt, but the moss refuses to grow on any of the trees in the square. Many claim because the moss won't grow where wicked spirits flow. I love when I stumble on pond stories like this you guys. That's interesting, huh? I just made that up. Ha. Huh. <laughs> you shit. Some ghost crew. <laughs> Some ghost tour guide is probably going to steal it from me soon as they read this. Just remember folks, you heard it here first. That's right. I'm the cheesiest. <laughs> Oh God. Anyways, it really has been said that the most said that moss won't grow in any areas where ghosts linger. If that's true, then the Wright Square has a good reason to be moss-free, since it's also known to be known as the Hanging Square. Interesting. Alice Riley and the Hanging Square. Wright Square is where some of the Savannah's earliest convicted criminals met their untimely death, like Alice Riley, who was hanged there for committing the first murder on record in the city of Savannah. That occurred in uh, 1735. A few days before she died, Alice gave birth to a baby. However, the child was taken from her shortly before she was hanged. Or is it hung? Now it's said her spirit wanders Wright Square in search of the newborn baby to cuddle as her own. The square is also home to markers of Yamacraw Indian chief... I'm going to say that name wrong. An ally to the general Oglethorpe who founded the colony of Georgia. Even though this his markers in the square remains have been, shall we say, misplaced as a passage of time. Huh? The ghost of Tomochichi. Some brilliant ghost tour guide decided to start a room that if you circle the monument three times and ask where's Tomochichi, he'll respond with nowhere as his snarky whispering back. Give it a try if you want let me know what happens. Silly, silly. Okay, what else we got here? Moon River Brewing. That's what we were reading before. I said I couldn't open it, remember? The Moon River Brewing Company is one of the, mo- one of the oldest still-standing buildings of Savannah. It was constructed in 1821 and originally served as City Hall. Um, that's about it for that, apparently. Oh, I guess it's on the Ghost Hunter show. Maybe that's what sounds familiar. Moon River Brewing is considered so haunted it's been featured in multiple Ghost Hunter TV shows. Duels duels in Savannah. Back in the early eighteen hundred, dueling was considered a popular gentleman method of settling disputes. Politicians, even presidents. Uh, what else? In 1832, James Jones Stark and Dr. Philip Minnis participated in a duel near the hotel bar. Stark died, so I guess y'all can say Minnis won that battle. Minnis was tried for murder, but he claimed self-defense and was acquitted. Hmm. The Moon River Brewing Company purchased a building in 1990s and began renovating it. And then that's when most of the ghost stories started. The fourth floor and the basement are considered two most haunted areas. In fact, the fourth floor level has such a bad vibe that it's still, it's still near in original condition. Um, the crews refused to work there. Uh... The basement, has, the basement level has been featured on many ghost hunter shows, and film crews typically, typically report finding signs of paranormal activity. Tony, the grumpy ghost, one ghost in the basement appears to employees so frequently that the Moon River crews have been giving him a nickname, Tony. He an angry apparition who's known for pushing people around. Sometimes he knocks over bottles or grabs ankles of frightened bar, <laughs> bar patrons. Nice. <laughs> Tony. All right, kids, well, that's about a half hour spent of your day listening to me babble on and stumble over words and get squirrels sidetracked, as I usually do. So nothing's changed here on my side. (laughs) Still the same ding butt, ding dong, you know, you name it, whatever. Ouch. So feel free to email me if uh, you guys can think of like a, excuse me, a ghost. Uh, Nothing scary. Something similar but simple. Jesus Christ. Something simple but cute. Like a like a drawing of a ghost. And like I said, I could save it to my photos and then put it on my t shirt. Um uh, let's see what else. You can email me, you can visit me on my Facebook page, which consent investigators of the Supernatural. We're up to over three hundred and almost fifty followers now. Uh yeah. So um my house has been relatively quiet. Nothing new is going on there. Oh sorry. Um <laughs> I guess that's all I've got you guys. So have a wonderful week and my plan is to do another podcast next Sunday. So until then everybody, this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.